I just want your best fucking detectives on this. Do you understand? They were my best friends. Do you understand? Best, yes. I'm going to call back on the hour, every hour. I will, until you find my friends. Bitch hung up on me again. Typical, dude. Any luck out there, guys? Hey, did, uh, he had a, was it, did he have a beard and a mustache or just a beard? One had a beard, no mustache. The other had a mustache, no beard, right? Both wore glasses, right? I think it's best just to draw both of them, mustache, glasses, and beard, just to be safe. Could we just put like a picture of the Unabomber on, for both of them? No. no. You, but you guys already put up flyers, though, right? Well, yeah. so the pictures need to be consistent, so. Oh, well, since we were just, since we didn't have a photo, we were drawing a new picture for each poster. I did pretty good. Just make a copy of the first one. Oh. I don't go down to go go down to Geeko Balobas and fucking make some copies. I don't know. Dan's kind of an artist, dude. I mean, I don't want to. I got that down. You know, I'm not not calling it art. I'm just saying it's not consistent. So at this rate, if you put up 100 flyers, we're looking for 100 different guys. We put up 300, but um, okay, yeah, 24 hours, they'll be back. Trust me. It's a good poster. (sighs) Free rentals for life. That's I just a reward. Know why did they leave? Did 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 Brantley leave anything? Like I know, fucking Nick took off with all our guns, but did Brantley just? Did he say anything to you guys? Uh, like I've just I've rooted through this place, and there's there's no clues. There's nothing. He just he's gone. I think he said, "I'm gonna go grab a bathroom beer, dude." And then uh, it, you were asking, "Did he leave something behind?" Uh, just a stain on the floor, from what I can see. So. He told me that um, puppet section isn't going to sell. We should think of something else. He said it was business talk. I don't know what that means. Right. So, yes. It, and I'll, I'll be honest. He did have a lot of harsh criticism for the store. But, Dan, let's like, I'm, at, I'm talking about like specifically to him not being here. Or are you saying that he was so embarrassed at the lack of puppet sales that he left? I'm just mad that I had to mop the bathroom. Because I thought he was doing, I assigned it to him. You want to know what's crazy? We've got all these security cameras throughout the store. Like there's one every four feet. That's true. And I saw, so I went, I, I was like, well, surely we can get a photo off that. I went yeah, in the back room. They're, they're all hooked up to a block of cheese. They're not even recording. <laughs> I mean. I thought that was a battery. No, it's just a it's a block of cheese. I thought Velveeta was the brand of the security company. Well, I I can see how you got there based on You know what I mean? Doesn't mm-hmm. that sound like you'd see that on the side of a van and like a fucking ex-con and a blue work shirt driving around? Mhm. I mean there is that van that always parks out front there. Could it Yeah, so there, there, there's always that Velveeta van that parks out in front of the store, dude. I mean I think we all put two and two together. It's logical. I could have been eating nachos this whole time. Fuck. Do you think we do we need to hit up like any gun shows? Do you think Nick is just hawking all our shit? You know, using the gun show loophole? They won't let us into those. You know that. Well, we'll need disguises now. 
You know anybody I, that can like? Do you know any dicks? Yeah. <laughs> Wide open for that one. Uh, no, like uh, PIs of the, of the private variety bones. <laughs> oh no! I think we need to do this ourselves. Sweet. Honestly. Are we getting paid I mean, overtime? We've, we've no. I know we've called the cops. All right. I'm calling the cops daily on the hour. You guys are hanging up flyers. Mm-hmm. Custom flyers. Yeah. I've tried to, I've made sure every person that came in here is not wearing a latex mask. Hey, every hour I go out I've and touched yell a, their names. A lot of faces. It's been that John Travolta face off thing with every customer that's come in here. Just and good. Nick and Brantley, they're out there somewhere. They're just, they need us to find them. Yeah, the store's getting dirty. Like, get them back here. Yeah, I got used to them clean. keeping it clean. Shit, maybe we didn't fucking respect them enough. I don't know. I don't think we did. I was kind of an asshole. I'll admit it. I should have let them use the phone. All right. If we're going to find them, I think we need to train. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should watch something that would, like... Give us some tips. Oh, we're going to watch Amsterdam again? Well, we did do that whole detective category. That was a whole year ago, though, dude. Who That's true. That shit? That's true. I remember shitting in condoms and hot dogs. Yeah. Can yeah, you I bought a boat. St- can you believe we're still in the same season, <laughs> according yeah, to crazy. Dan? <laughs> we're almost there. All right. I know the perfect fucking guy to teach us how to find these fucks. This week on Five Day Rentals, it's Jack Reacher. there you're listening to five day rentals the video store podcast where each week one of us takes a turn at doing something but we're not doing that this week hell no it's time to take a break put our feet back and talk about something that we call a five star banger and it's my turn it's my first of the bangers and i subjected these sons of bitches to i'll say it one of the best tom cruise movies jack reacher I am Bones. I'll be fucking punching my way through this shit. Joined, as always, by Cron Howard. Laundry Dan, how are you? Hey, doing good, Bones. Dan? Howdy, folks. Howdy. You guys are beaming. Ever since I said this is the movie we're doing, you guys will not stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. Daily Jack Reacher memes. It's getting a little uh, embarrassing. Went through all the books already. Yeah. Well, and hey, we're going to talk, talk about that. When Dan was like, maybe we should just stick to the schedule, I did say, maybe we should do Jack Reacher. <laughs> yeah. I'm only slightly kidding. Let's, let's take a, a quick minute and explain the five-star banger. Now, if you do listen to the show, normally we've got a category. We pick a movie. Four said category, three movies per category, three categories per round. But then every once in a while, we take a break and we do something called a two-day rental, maybe something new. And then Dan had this brilliant idea. Hey, let's make sure we're watching good stuff every once in a while. 
So he came up with this idea for the five-star banger. Dan, you took us through American Werewolf in uh, London. Oh, yeah. Kron, you took us through Friedkin Sorcerer. Fuck yeah. What a good and time. sometimes we disagree on what some stuff is on the show. We have a thing called the big list that we can never agree on how that works. Um, the five-star banger to me is something that should be that that particular host thinks is maybe an underrated movie or a five-star banger that partic- maybe not, you know, gets the love that it deserves, you know, maybe on Letterboxd or in the conversation. I can tell you that Jack Reacher is definitely the lowest rated of the three that we've covered so far. Um, I absolutely adore this movie. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to a friend of the show, previous guest, Danny Duck. Hey, Danny. When, uh, when this movie came out, he was the first person, really the only person I knew that had seen it in the theater and had stressed to me, hey, dude, go watch it. You'd love it. I did not get a chance to. I think I actually rented this on Redbox. Remember that? Still around. And uh, mm-hmm. oh, they are? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like where? Uh, they're all it, over this place. Is there, a, is there a Walgreens in your city? <laughs> There's probably one outside there, of that. You know, you're right. You're right. I so very rarely go in the Walgreens. Mm-hmm. McDonald's? I'm, usually a, I'm a CVS guy, and I don't know if my CVS has it. I usually McDonald's. just drink my own urine to cure myself. It works, dude. You don't have to what tell do you me, think, dude. What do you think they're going to put Biden on? You think he gets the the hardcore Rogan cocktail or? Oh, he's going to get the same shit that Trump got when he got it. That like super cocktail of un- <laughs> unknown drugs that have baby fetuses. Fucking infant blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're trying to figure out when we're recording this, do some investigation. Do some Jack Reacher style investigation. Guys, had you seen Jack Reacher before? It's a big no from me. I started it. I had never seen. Well, there's this movie, and then I guess there's one sequel that Tom. There Cruise is one made. sequel. Yeah, and honestly, I had probably watched, um, you know, like I think two episodes of the TV show, and I had not seen either of these movies. So, okay. Um. All right. Before I ask you about them, we'll talk a little bit. So when we decided that we were going to do five-star bangers, we kind of created this this bank of movies with the idea that we could kind of pick and choose depending on our categories, time of year, whatever. Um, I think we've rescheduled this actual movie twice. It would have been nice to maybe record this or, or release this around the release of the Amazon show, which I loved, by the way. I am a 55-year-old man stuck inside this Adonis body. Um, And then Top Gun Maverick fucking just blew a hole in the box office. Still is, man. That would have been good maybe two or three weeks ago to release this. But I think this movie is uh, still pretty relevant, so let's drop it. Now, uh, initial thoughts, guys, on your first actual watch through. Uh, is, is this movie PG-13? Yes. I believe this movie is R. Nope. What? It's PG-13. I I think we need to, this is a thing that I had several times in my notes. Like, is this PG-13 or is this R? It is PG-13. We're waiting for results. Mm -hmm. We're waiting for results. We're We're going to. Where's for. 
how the fuck is this movie PG thirteen? Okay, so holy shit! So this is called in. This is the thing where like I was watching this movie, and I mean we might get more into plot, but this basically opens up with a scene where a guy is just sniping people, like sniping civilians from yeah, uh, like a parking garage. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down in my notes like. I don't know. I'm not one for censoring things, but it's like, if this is PG-13, why is saying fuck twice enough to give you an R rating? Like, yeah, this is a more disturbing opening to a film than like some R rated movies I've seen. Some of the ones we've done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's dark. It's uh, it definitely grabs your attention. I guess it's just not gratuitous. Like, it's not overly, you know, you don't see blood sprays coming out of people but that's uh, that's true mm-hmm. but it was later on there's a pile or a pile of blood yeah but that's i think that's it yeah Damn. but it, it, it was like so the ratings board saw this and they were like well they didn't say fuck twice and i don't see a nipple anywhere so pg-13 <laughs> it is no dicks when was, when was the last time Cruz put out a r-rated movie like collateral <sighs> what what came later uh Eyes Wide Shut or Vanilla Sky? 06 was Vanilla Sky. I think Vanilla Sky was after. American American Made might have been R. Yeah, it was R. That's a good fucking movie. That is a good fucking movie. Um, Tom Cruise is fucking fun, man. He's fucking good. Um, Yeah, Kron, you you sort of touched on it. So before we get too deep in Diablo spoilers for those that we have gotten the feedback that some people... They really like our show and they'll listen to the first part of it and then they stop when they haven't really watched the movie. So we'll maybe we'll extend the Diablo a little sure. later than I mean, we normally would. We, yeah, yeah. We've I, and my thing covers like the opening credits basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's in the plot synopsis really. Like, you know, it's Reacher's investigating a, you know, random sniping, was it really random sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um by all means, anytime you guys want to fucking jump in, go for it. But I fucking love this movie and I want to talk about it. Um, this is a rough opening now. Or like this would have been fucking crazy in 2012 mm-hmm. to watch in a theater. Like this is intense. But sadly, uh, kind of the state of the world, this is. It's almost tame. I don't want to say that without being, you know, in unsensitive, but. Normal. Insensitive? Insense? Insensitive. That's about word I, I never use. <laughs> I'm not sensitive. I don't give a shit what you think. Yeah. Um, so Fuck on your- Feelings? I know that you said that you had started it, Dan, but how did you feel this time watching it? Like, I think I started it because when we did make the original five-star bangers list, it, it was one of your picks, and I was like, oh, shit, that's on Prime. And yeah, I think I got- Probably through that first sequence, and then life happened. I don't know. Um, it's uh, I don't know. I guess do, we don't do rate my letterbox for five star bangers, do we? No, you can. T- you can. This oh, is shit. the great thing about five star bangers. That's right. It's the one show where you can go. Fuck you, I didn't like this. So you can tell me right off the bat, you're not hurting my feelings. I'm sorry. I give this movie a five star. If you don't, it's fine. 
Well, we automatically know who's ever hosting is probably a five-star. If it's not a five-star, then don't bring it to five-star bangers. Yes, I understand. That's a rule. But what I'm saying is- I'm so used to hiding everything from you guys. Yeah. Oh, put that camera, aim that camera down a little bit. No, you see my dick. I've seen your dick. I think everybody's seen my dick. Listeners- only fans us. Uh, there was a 12-year span month. there where I think most people in the Tri-County area I'm fa- saw Laundry Dan. I'm famous, okay? Mm-hmm. So you got the name. Um, This is a, this is a good whodunit. Um, I think some of the acting is a little stiff at times. Hmm. But I, and I get that for Reacher. I'm not talking about Reacher. I'm talking about right. some of the other characters. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe. Yeah. Just kind of the way that Reacher is. Maybe they wanted very like straight. It seemed like it was very straightforward dialogue between the characters. Yeah. Have any of you read a Reacher novel? No, I have not. No. I've always okay. known they're out there, and I know there's billions of fans across the world that love it. Yeah. And I know only it was only fans for Jack Reacher. <laughs> uh, next month, Bones is going to be doing our only fans. He gets his turn, and he'll be doing all Jack Reacher theme. Check it out. Yeah. I have three on my nightstand right now. Okay. I'm halfway through one. Kron's going to do Pinocchio the next time his thing's around. That's mm-hmm. going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of money there. Wait. I'm gonna keep telling lies, boys. Yeah, wait till I lie so you can watch it grow. <laughs> We've been uh, watching for 30 minutes. It's the same. It's called edging. <laughs> um, uh, so I was familiar with Reacher. I did not read any of the books. Um, finally got around to watching this. Fucking loved it, and started to read the series. I am a slow reader. I also. I'm never a fan of reading like multiple books in a series in a row. I do like to space them out or I'll get bored. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm in, I'm on like book eight or book nine. Um, I will tell you that I don't think that the sequel is that great. It's still good and watchable. I would say if you like this movie, still watch Never Go Back. I just wish they would have done maybe one of the other stories. Um, and then the Amazon series, they did Killing Floor, which is the very first book, which is a um, a good introduction to him. I will tell you, I haven't read this book yet. Don't, um, so one this shot. movie's based off one shot. Um, but this, I think, is a good place to start because it has that initial mystery of, of who is Reacher. And you get to that sort of like exposition dump of his character before he comes in. So, so speaking of that, how do you guys feel about... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I I mean, I have not watched all of the TV show, and I've only watched this one movie, but the character is a little confusing to me, because it, it, like, I would describe him, I guess, as, like, a man who would bend the rules but never break them. Like, he seems like the kind of guy that, like, if uh, this cop who's in the movie was like, hey, come with me. Jack Reacher would be the the kind of dude who would be like, 
I don't think so. That's jaywalking. Like we can't, we can't fucking do that. He just, he seems like almost like he's a cool, like Cruz is cool and he plays the character cool, but the character also seems almost like straight laced or something, you know? I guess I can kind of see that. I think that's him maybe playing and them playing the, the military regimen. Yeah, that could have a lot to Angle. do with it. Yeah. Because he and you're you're sort of right about the follow the rules but bend them. Mm-hmm. But he is absolutely he has his own center that he stays on. Mm. Like his rules are and he will break a rule in front of a cop and say like fuck you, I don't care. Okay. But just like the end of this movie, like what he does in front of a lawyer and he's like, Yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Um he teams up with cops and DEA agents and FBI agents and Secret Service agents constantly. Can we say? And a big part of the conflict is them going like, you can't do that. And he's like, yeah, you can't, but I can. Okay. So. I would say he uses them more than teams up with them. <laughs> yeah. He's he's called in because they have a problem that only he can fix. And then he just uses them as a tool to get what he needs done. He needs access to certain databases and they can do that. Yeah. Then the book I'm reading right now, without giving too much away, like he's working for a government agent. He's off the books, undercover. Oh, shit. You're reading the Bible? Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm staying in a hotel, and that's the only fucking oh, shit, yeah. book in the nightstand. Um, but he's got a an email device in his shoe, <laughs> and that's the only way like he can communicate to the agent that he's working for. So it's a lot of like super direct... Now, is, so, is, are the okay. books ridiculous or are they kind of the like this movie? The books are like this movie. Okay. The, I, the show even more so. Like the show captures it even a little bit better because you have time to sort of stretch out, obviously. And then we'll talk about the physical differences, obviously. Yeah. Um, he's not a He's not a fantastic writer by any means, but he's concise and he is really good at being descriptive when he needs to, to sort of build stuff out. But he's also very good at like bang. Like, so I turned around and I shot him. You're like, Oh shit. Okay. Fuck. Um, and then that sort of drives stuff. Um, perspective changes in the like book to book. Some will be in third person. Some will be in first. I prefer them when they're in first person. Um, and they do a good job in this movie, I think, of trying to like show him thinking, you know, in those montages without him having to explain stuff. He catches people up in the show. It has a lot more of like he's on a phone around a bunch of people like talking on speakerphone and he they're doing his thinking out loud. There's not a whole lot of like the contemplation that Cruz gets to have in this. But I really like them. They're quick reads. I read a chapter, I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. You can kind of catch back up. And each book has been really different. Um, it could, like, one has this fucking awesome villain who's like a Vietnam vet who got fucking destroyed, like burned. And he's like missing an arm. Um, and he's got like a hook and shit. One, he's like working for. Oh, they, they got a fucking. Yeah, I think that's Tripwire. Put, I think we're going to see that in the series. Oh, fuck, yeah. Um, the one I'm reading right now, he's in Maine. And he has to, like, keep sneaking out of this house and, like, swimming around a seawall. 
and it'll be half a chapter of just him like swimming butt ass naked like at midnight around yeah. this and you're like this is fucking great but uh so then the, the huge difference is obviously the the physique here so Cruz famously short reacher famously 250 pounds 6466 in the novels and it plays a huge part in the novels i will say i think tom cruise does an excellent job acting that you don't necessarily i don't miss that aspect in this movie do you know if this was like a like a passion like did cruise get this off the ground essentially well, that's what yeah. I was going to say. It's This has been a very sought-after role by many of Hollywood's famous actors. Well, I I really, like, I like Cruz, but it is funny to think of him reading one of these being like, man, I'm just like this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I bought this on Apple TV months ago, um, and it did come with, I'm always surprised when they come with extras. But this came with multiple extras, and I watched one last night. It had a quick little breakdown. I'll try to condense here. So, Cruz Wagner, they came across, I think they got the rights, or Paramount had the rights. Somebody was close to it. Originally, Cruz was just going to be attached to produce. I think it is Paramount because it's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. He brought in uh, McQuarrie, who's a good director. Who worked with him who's a fantastic director and a great writer who he worked with on Valkyrie. He did some punch up and stuff on Valkyrie and now he's fucking Cruz's guy. He's done the last two mission impossible he's going to do the next two mission impossibles. Um, he did some punch up, I think on Cru- Top Gun Maverick. Cruz kind of does that though. Like he'll find a director and be like, yeah, we're making five movies together now. So, him especially, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did it with uh, Doug Lyman, I think. Is Lyman who also did uh, American Made? Because he did Edge of Tomorrow with him. Yeah, Doug well, Lyman. I think this guy did some writing for Edge of Tomorrow as well, right? I thought. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he really is writer. Yeah, Christopher McQuarrie. Okay. So he wrote, he adapted it, sent it in. And Cruz read it and was like, this is fucking good. I was not going to be in this. I fucking want to be in this now. And then asked McCory, like, do you think I could do it? And McCory was like, yeah. So then they went and met with Lee Child, the author. And they tell the, the cute little story of like trying to build him up. Like, this is how Hollywood works. And this is how stuff gets made. And Lee Child basically said, like, do you want Tom Cruise to be Jack Reacher? Because I'm fine with that. And there was a big like, but the fans like it's a very like his physical appearance is very important, whatever. And I had this epiphany last night. Some blow your fucking mind. <laughs> the people that are pro Michael Keaton as Batman, but not okay with Tom Cruise playing Jack Reacher, I think there's some hypocrisy there. Like you can't, like Michael Keaton is not fucking Bruce Wayne from the comic books. No way. Like, he is not believable that he could take on a fucking well, band of... look who they put as the Joker. I mean, I think any of us could beat up Jack Nicholson. 
No fucking way, dude. At that time, 89? Yeah. Oh, that's no that's way, a, dude. That's kind of him in his prime, fucking dude. Fucking Coke Peak, buddy. Mm-hmm. You think you... I don't... That's I don't wild. think i fight Nicholson. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to fight the guy. I just want to hang out. Yeah. But I think I could take him. Speaking of fighting, what do you guys think of the action in this fucking thing? It's terrible. Kron, what do you think of the action in this fucking thing? Uh, I think it's, you know, I think it's pretty good uh, for the most part. Like, I thought the um, the car chase was, like, really well done. I'm trying to think of if there's any, I don't know. There's no real, like, hand-to-hand anything, is there? Are you talking about there's he goes bar- outside the bar? Well, the, there's the bar Yeah, I the guess you get fight. the bar fight. But that's kind of early in the movie. Like, it doesn't... The trailer? It, it ends with, like, a shootout, though. It doesn't really... Like, I guess there's well, only he, that one kind of, like, you know... There, There's three. There's the bar fight. Then there's mm-hmm. the fight at the meth house. And, uh, like, in the bathroom uh, and then the yeah, hallway. Yeah, kind of quick. Which is quick, but fucking it's gnarly. Well, and, and it's kind of almost lighthearted in a way, too. <laughs> like, it's... Yes. Like a fun yes. scene. Mm-hmm. And then the... The At the very fight. end, he throws down his fucking gun because he really wants to beat the shit out of this guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I guess I remember more like... It gives him a gu- hell of a knee. Like the gun action and especially the car chase. Like that sticks out yeah. more than yeah. this being like a hand-to-hand movie. Guys, this car chase is not in the book. absolutely top five for me. It's not in the book. The big book of car chases. <laughs> no, the book that it's based off of. Yeah. Oh. But it's a good car chase. You were talking about uh, the thing with like Keaton. You know, if you're okay with Batman Keaton, you should be okay with Cruise Reacher. But how, I'm like, just trying. I'm reaching here. Well, it's like, how many books are there, though? I don't yeah. think Cruise wants to do 15 m- movies of this. So it's like, let Cruise do three and then bring in whoever else you like. That's what they I, do with Batman all the time. That would have, dude. That would have been fucking great. That I would have. That would have been awesome. Like if Cruz was, or Reacher was the American Bond. Yeah, just and keep he got making to do them. three, and they kept making Reachers. Yes, Bones. But I also think it's it's a great series. It's it's great. It's better to do as a series. When the TV show came out, did it have any effect on this movie? For you, for Did me, it change anything? Like, oh yeah, they they kind of got the guy right now. Like just size wise, and no, I I enjoy that. Now I'm not Jack Reacher size, but I am a bigger um, fella, so there is that appreciation sometimes. Um, you know, representation is nice every once in a while. Like I have the benefit of. Being a white male and seeing white males everywhere, but most of them are skinny and ripped and shit, you know. Yeah, but they're uh, assholes. And the, but there's a fantasy element to Reacher that is great. Like he's much more believable in this, whereas in the book he's six six two fifty and he fucking hates working out. He thinks it's stupid. It's a waste of calories. Like he's just he's just a natural beast. Um. So it's He's, weird. Seems like but to, in the TV show, he was too big to be in the army. Like he seems like he wouldn't have made tape. 
Nah, he'd make tape. They fuck him. Ah, you seen that neck on that dude? Like, yeah, they're pumping him up a little bit. I don't know if they were doing CGI like Marvel has got to be doing. I'm on fucking Joe McHale's side here. Marvel, cut it out. Are you talking about? Okay, I fucking haven't four, dude. That shit is well. I too seen. Much. Natalie Portman's arms, and I was like, "There's no way that her arms are that fucking big." I mean, I didn't see the movie; I just I, seen the preview. I can believe it. Her arms got big, but she didn't. She didn't blow up that much. There were just parts of Chris Helmsworth. I was like, "Dude, what the fuck, man? What are what cycle are you on?" It's probably just a. The movie is a green screen, and the actors are wearing a <laughs> yeah. green screen bodysuit that yeah. just has a cutout for their face, dude. It's I mean, the George Michael bodysuit that he mm-hmm. wears in Arrested Development. To look, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just, but and they're paying for a face, and they're digitizing everything yeah. else. <laughs> but it's what I like about Richardson. Like I think it's Alan Richardson. Like he he looks realistic. Like, there are parts in the show where it's like, you can definitely tell they told him, all right, Friday the 13th, we're doing the shirtless scene, so on, you know, he worked backwards 20 days and started to cut, like, he did the Hugh Jackman thing, like, you work backwards and you do whatever, but through the most, the majority of the series, he looks legit, but, I, don't, I mean, that's, to answer your question, no, Dan, uh, they, uh, no, they can exist. It's Batman Begins and Batman 89 for me. They're parallel. I mean, that's total. That's still totally different, though, from, like, when we watched uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot and you see Clint without a shirt on, he looks like a, he looked like a piece of leather then. I mean, he just, <laughs> he doesn't look like he, like, they told him, hey, you're going to have to be shirtless in this movie. And he's like, oh, I'll film it tomorrow. Let's go. Like, I don't need. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. You sure that's what you want? Put it over. Put it over there. I guess even today, like even if they were not completely digitizing everything, people are yeah. still like, "I'm gonna get my body to the peak that it can possibly get to." And yeah, like back in the '70s, people were just like, "Who gives a shit?" Who like, can... oh, in the '70s, it was be big, like wear little shorts, be fucking giant if you want to be giant. Right? Mm-hmm. Or you were fucking heroin thin. Yeah. There were two body types. And then in the 80s, and, you know, excess came along, and then we really started to get fat. And then that, there was a gray area. There's a, there's now 67,000 different body types. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, and I know I'm being ridiculous. And we I got love all them sorts all. Of weird body image issues. Thank you to wrestling and, you know, having yeah. jobs where I had to make tape, as Dan said. And on this podcast, I talked about how RRR <laughs> makes me pro steroids in movies. So I'm all for it. When you said wrestling, I thought you meant WWF. Like, like hey, Hulk Hogan would fuck you up. Look at that guy. I don't know. God damn. I mean, I, I could take, why don't I look my, like Bam Bam uh, Bigelow? <laughs> my favorite was Ric Flair. I was like, how come I don't look like that? I'm like, shit, I can't wait till I get 83. <laughs> I watched uh, They Live the other day, laying on the couch. They threw a lot of John Carpenter movies on Shudder. Did you like, see they're all it? they're all listed now as leaving soon? Like, they've been up there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Come on, Shudder. Hey, man. It's been a month. It's probably an expensive-ass license. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
about halfway through the movie, Sam was doing some work and she was, I realized that she was like watching it more than I was. What is this? Like, that's how I wish I looked. (laughs) Give it five more years, a little bit more drinking. I need to sit out in the sun a little bit more. (laughs) Don't do that. All right. We're not really saying anything that nobody else has really said about the physical appearance, uh, physical appearance aspect of the movie. Um, hey, Cruz, talked about Cruz looks good, man. Yeah, man. I know he's got some weird science is helping this dude out. He's getting the best money can buy. Scientology I, is helping that guy out. But I also believe the guy does the work. I don't get the feeling that he eats a cookie at 10 a.m. You know, I don't mean to go back, but I, I yeah. don't I don't care how much training you do. You're, That's the sequel, Cron, that you're well, you never go back. I was going to say, no matter how much training you do, you're never going to look like Keith David. So. It's fucking harsh, dude. I don't care how much training you did, Bones. You're never going to look I didn't like whip it out Rosamund it Pike. Mm-mm. Hey, man, I'm sure I wear a low enough top and mash these babies together. She is letting the cleave. She is popping the cleavage throughout this thing. She's pregnant. I apologize for what I said, Miss Pike. During the filming? Yes. Okay, that would make sense. <laughs> any guess? Any guesses <laughs> on how uh, fast the milk comes? Shit's working. Looking guys, good. when you get your ladies pregnant, those, I love that glow. Those mm-hmm. titties look amazing. Like, oh, good god! Is it? Uh, okay, this this might have to be cut out. Is that like a no? You think it comes early, so the the man is like even more protective, like not because they say pregnancy gives you that glow. Is that nature's way of saying like, hey, stick around; these boobs are getting bigger for you. I think you just you're like, here's That's a my wife. You're talking about here's a little gift before the misery starts. Before you can't touch them for another <laughs> yeah. Before, like, six weeks later, she's like, get that fuck away from me, because this baby's just been attached to me. <laughs> so I love I love women, and I love the fact that they should have uh, choice and domain over their bodies. And we love that they're mothers, and they're taking care of their children. Mm-hmm. Any uh, guesses on what she named the child? She's great in this movie. Uh, McCory. No. Jack? Reacher. Nope. Solo. What? Yep. Mario Whoa. Van Peebles. <laughs> and Adrian Brody. Who is she? I don't even know who she's married to. I don't know. She was a Bond girl. Was she really? Yeah, die another day. She was like twenty years old. She has that. She has a pretty good sword fight with Holly Berry. Oh. I just. I She's gone, girl. I know that. Oof, yeah. Um, she's really good in this. I think they do an interesting. So the movie's what two twenty, two ten. It's a, it's over over two hours, and you could probably trim twenty five minutes if you took a lot of her and her father stuff out. Mm. Um, all that stuff is done well, though. I mean. Oh, and I'm not complaining. I yeah. think it's it. I think it builds up the story. So, because there's, you brought this up when he talks. We we're talking about like his own set of rules. There is a 
weird morality to Reacher, which is nice. Like that's sort of the benefit to him, right? Like he's not he's not a character going through changes. He is set in his ways and he is dropped into a, a situation and helps fix it. And that the dynamic of him against other people is kind of the interesting character stuff. So I did like the dynamic of, you know, DA and her or his you know, daughter, whatever, the sort of weird morality, the scene with where she, he makes her go um, talk to the victim's families, I think is really good. Like it sort of strengthens her resolve and like her belief in it. And I, you know, and we could talk about it a little bit later. Like it gives him more respect for her that she could do that, but then come out still thinking the way she does. So. Does she know who he is whenever she first encounters him? I don't think so, right? Because he's like a, he ha- there's like no record of him. I mean. But it kind of feels like she, I don't know. What do you, what do you mean she knows like, him? Or at least knew of him, maybe? I think she knew that the, that her client had asked for somebody named Jack Reacher. Oh, okay. So she was like aware and then sort of shocked, like why are you with the DA sort of thing? They, uh, any other big thoughts? Go ahead. Oh, they do kind of do that whole setup though of like, he has no passport. He has no like birth certificate. Like there's a, they do this kind of crazy, uh, you know, and he loves taking the bus. Yeah. Like monologue about him almost and how, mm-hmm. you know, secretive he, he's lived his life. He takes the bus or he walks. Does a lot of walking. He's got a great life. I fucking love it. <laughs> Why doesn't he fly? Like, is there <laughs> registration? Doesn't want to be found, Kron. It's not that he. It's that, but he also. It's like he wants to. He doesn't. He's like reluctant to get pulled into this shit. Like he very rarely is like shit. I gotta go help this. Like he will. The end of the movie, you see, like he's out there. He's helping. But these big things that he gets sucked into, like he's always sort of, oh, God damn it. Or um, every once in a while in the novel, there'll be, or one of the novels, there'll be something like it connects to something that he dealt with in the army. You know, there was some shithead who got out of the army and is now a gangster. Kind of like, um, you know, the Patsy in this movie. Um, You're telling me there's no like Greyhound manifest, though? Like, Jack Reacher bought one ticket. I I think Greyhound knows what they are. They are the hourly hotel of travel. Okay. (laughs) There's some old Greyhound driver out there that's like, I've drove every Yankee second baseman to ever played the game. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I guess maybe at the Greyhound, they're just like, where are you going? You say, I don't know, Phoenix. And then they're like, all right, that's $60. What's your name? And you can just say like, uh, oh, why don't you list that under cash? And they, mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll probably just look the other way. So, Has anybody like taken a Greyhound? Never. No, me neither. No. When we went on our budge trip, a few weeks ago, we stopped for gas and met up. <laughs> if you remember, there was that little yep. Greyhound substation. 
And not just, our people. Not our people. I was saying, that's something I don't think I'll ever do in my life. <laughs> I mean, I knock on one, who knows? Yeah. I, there's a guy at work that I'll talk to every once in a while, and he's like, yeah, dude, we took a Greyhound to Vegas. And I was like, that sounds terrible. He's like, it was a good experience. I was like, that it was. Only took 59 hours to get there. Yeah, it's like it's like a three-day trip to get there. I guess, That's, yeah, I guess you could just pre-hydrate the whole way, and then you get three days of travel on the way back to sober up. I mean, 120, but you could have found a 120-round trip for Southwest, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you were... People were pulling down their masks on Greyhound well before they were pulling them, to, pulling them down in the friendly skies. There was never a mandate on the Greyhound, dude. <laughs> and no government official was going to walk up to one and try to enforce it. So, yeah, it wouldn't be caught dead. Mm-hmm. It's not my, con- what do you call it? Constituency. Yeah. They'll, they'll rip me apart. That's more of a red state type of thing. Um, all right. Anything you guys want to sort of touch on before we kind of dip through the plot of this bad boy? No, nah, man. Uh, crazy that PNC Baseball Park signed off on this. <laughs> I got. <laughs> we'll we'll get into it. I'll do it. Okay. All right. Well, if you're new to Five Day Rentals, normally we, uh, the essence of this show is the beat by beat. But for these bad boys, we'll kind of keep it a little light. So uh, this movie opens with a very brutal sniping attack in Pittsburgh. Um, we are pretty much the first 20 minutes of the movie. I think the first seven or eight minutes of the movie, there's zero dialogue, mostly through montage. So five people are sniped in what seems like a random sniping attack. He's just uh, taking away the pain of these pirate fans. They're so grateful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my baseball joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, big thing here was that the sniper pulls in white van in a parking garage, um, puts a quarter in the meter, pays for parking, and then within five minutes kills five people. Leaves one single brass cartridge and then leaves. Did you guys think um, at first that uh, because the, the quarter becomes a huge thing? And mm-hmm. I thought at first, like, oh, maybe he did it to like time, you know, like he's got this all planned out to the second almost, you know? Yeah. I'm I no Jack was, Reacher, though. So, no. <laughs> if he's going to snipe some people, he's not putting a fucking quarter in there. Yeah. Um, the sniper that we see is not the sniper that is blamed. It is not the sniper or is not the person who matches the fingerprints or the evidence that is left. It's not the owner of the van. It is not, um, James Barr, I believe is his name. So after the attack, um, detective and SWAT team show up, doesn't take very long. I think it's what they say. It's like 16 hours turnaround from the incident to getting the so-called confession of James Barr during the confession of James Barr, uh, or he's pretty much pressured into, you know, life or death here. DA only, he likes the death sentence. So 
if you can confess, maybe he'll let you live, blah, blah, blah. James Barr does not say anything. He simply writes down, find Jack Reacher. Our DA and our detective, they begin the exposition dump of who the fuck is Jack Reacher. There's a little bit of uh, a little bit more montage here of seeing some guy post bang in a hotel room, checking into CNN, <laughs> going to the Goodwill, buying some old boots, some real well fitting jeans. Yeah, like the coolest That's, clothing ever to be at a Goodwill. That is a good Find. Goodwill, man. It's a good yeah. find there. <laughs> Sam, Sam is from like a particular area of St. Louis County, so she knows what she calls like those are the nice Goodwills, <laughs> like that's where the rich people live around and donate stuff. And it's like they never know what they have in there. So, obviously, Jack found <laughs> one, of, one of the nice Goodwills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A um, little bit about Jack Reacher, Major. MP in the Army, father West was a Point. Marine, West Point, father was a Marine, mother was a French native, he has a brother, Jack Reacher, no middle name, um, retired, now his pension just goes to a, a like an account, and then there's irregular withdrawals via Western Union, it's untraceable, he has no address, this, he's a fucking ghost. This uh, Western Union representative, she looks very happy to that he's there. She's mm-hmm. like, cracks like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know we still exist. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like I was saying, I don't know how PNC yep. signed off on this, but I can definitely see how Western Union did because their employees yep. look happy as hell. We could use it. <laughs> Maybe they didn't tell her that it was Tom Cruise. They were just like, yeah, she's going to be, you're just going to give him money. She's like, oh my God, it's Tom Cruise. Uh, the introduction of our hero, Jack Reacher, is on a joke. Uh, how do we find Jack Reacher? I don't know. Seems like he, you know, doesn't want to be found. And then uh, assistant comes in. Hey, there's a Jack Reacher here to see you. What? He wants He wants to see James Barr. No uh, way, dude. Wait, what? It's the same guy they're looking for. It's the for. guy they're talking about. How do you spell Reacher? Is it the same? What a um, reach. Wait, wait, dude. I got to flip the record over. Pause it. <laughs> Uh, sadly, James Barr has been beaten into a coma. He was not placed in protective custody. Yep. So the cops botched it on this one. <laughs> he fucked up continually. Yeah. Why? Why was why why was why did he get beat up in the van? Are we? I mean, we're getting into plot, so we're doing Diablo, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what we were in Diablo. We're ripping territory. it. We're opening it up, Diablo territory. Yeah. Um, because the cops in on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So the cop doesn't put him in protective custody, and obviously, I mean, somebody in the in the criminal organization hires these guys okay. to. Because you see bang the one up. guy kind of turn around and look back there, but yeah, you know how convicts are, dude. They're fucking beating the hell out of anybody. Yeah, man. <laughs> Any convicts out there that are listening? Uh, thanks for the listens, guys. Hey, you you've seen Maniac Cop too, Dan? I mean, you know how you know how these guys mm-hmm. are. Imagine a whole van full of these fuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we find out that, uh, yeah, he's in a coma. The DA and Reacher and the detective that we soon, or we eventually realize is in on the whole fucking thing. 
like we said, Diablo spoilers. Um, they're sort of caught off guard by the public defender, or not public defender, but um, defending attorney for James Barr, who happens to be the daughter of the DA. There's an interest. There's a good line here where Reacher and the cop, like they go to say goodbye, and the cop says, "Like it was weird to meet you." Mm-hmm. And Reacher's like, "Yeah, you too." Um, Reacher and this det- uh, defense attorney, they she kind of buys him. I think buys him coffee and breakfast. Um, black coffee is a huge thing for Reacher. Fucking, he will drink it by the pot. Oh, this was um, this was kind of a funny scene because. Like when they're first just sitting down at the table, I think they only mm-hmm. have the coffee. And Reacher's like, "I'll get up and walk away from this meeting right now. Like I'm a, <laughs> I'm a loose cannon. You don't know what I'll do." And then they put the biggest plate of breakfast in front of them that I've ever seen. Like, yeah. dude, you weren't you weren't walking away from that from that meal. <laughs> Hell no, total bluff, dude. He's like, "Oh shit, eggs in a basket? Oh hell yeah, mm-hmm. never mind." It looks like he has seven eggs, like <laughs> nine pieces of toast. That was it was a lot of eggs. It was a mound of eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so during this little this little meet, uh, Reacher gives his explanation of how he knows Barr. Um, Barr was a sniper in Iraq, served two years or two tours, never got to kill anybody. And I say that in a way because, like, the guy really fucking wanted to kill somebody. He was trained to kill, and he never got to do it. So, see uh, Sarsgaard and Jarhead, basically. Like, that, they wound this guy up, and he never let him loose. Um, So, before he left Iraq, James Barr sniped four um, military contractors. The reason that he got to go free was that the military contractors had basically just left a rape gangbang that was pretty brutal and they weighed their options and basically the government just let the whole thing slide and let bar go job already reacher yeah i watched this with my wife and so there was a part where she was like wait so the like the people he killed were rapists and i was like yeah so like he killed a bunch of guys, which is bad, but they turned out to be rapists, so it's okay. But he doesn't know they're rapists, so he's still bad. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is kind of like a convoluted, like, uh, you know, all these guys were shitty, but he never knew they were pieces of shit. So, yeah, <laughs> he's a piece of shit, too. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. And Reacher basically swore to this guy, like, if I ever hear about you doing anything, I will fucking end you. So when he saw James Barr's name in the news, he came to basically fucking literally end him or figure out what was going on. Um, This is the reason Barr called him in. Barr knows he's innocent. He's like, if anybody can fucking prove that I'm innocent, it's the guy who proved that I'm guilty of murdering four guys. And that's Jack Reacher. Um, he's kind of guilted into becoming the lead investigator for this. So our defense attorney, she does not believe she's not super into the death penalty. So her father, the DA is all about it. That's how he takes, or he wins cases because he gets people to basically confess. He doesn't take a case. He can't win. She has an ideological difference. 
And he's having a super tough time with the two stepbrothers at his house, so he wants to be yes. at work. Played by Richard Jenkins, uh, who gives one of the finest performances in a little movie I love. Maybe we'll do it as a five-star banger. I Heart Huckabees, the anti-socialism I talking, scene. I was talking about that movie the other day. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Mark Wahlberg. God gave us oil. How could oil be bad? I want you two sons of bitches out of my house right now. A little early Jonah Hill there in that scene. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Check it out. Uh, all right. Where are we in this fucking thing? So, so plug for Huckabees in the middle of the Jack Reacher episode. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. This is a this is a Bones episode, mm-hmm. baby. This will be our lowest that, downloaded episode. That means we're a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, we We're like the inception of podcasts. We can name two movies. No, we can take a Jack Reacher and connect it all the way to Huckabees. We're like the inception of podcasts. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Reacher says that he will... Uh, We've got to dream deeper. I don't know any lines from Inception. I can't think of any. Uh, it's like, make a, make a maze in 60 seconds that takes me more than 60 seconds to beat mm-hmm. and then when he tells page to do no wife um, don't hurt yourself <laughs> well i'm walking on the ceiling look at this top go <laughs> you mustn't be afraid to dream bigger that's what tom hardy says mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an old man who's been stuck here for a thousand years Come and bite me, you must, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Who is that? It's Bane. Oh. It's my Bane. <laughs> All right. Uh, Reacher agrees to be the lead investigator on this. If, uh, what's her name? Roden? Is that the family's name? Roden. Yeah. Roden. If Roden agrees to meet with the victims' families of the attack. Because something seems fishy to reach her right off the bat. Um, while she's doing this, Reacher goes and investigates the crime scene. We get some cool montage of him sort of going through the uh, where the victims actually were slain. Him walking across the bridge, connecting the uh, parking garage. He actually goes to the parking garage. She meets with some of the victims' families. And then parallel to this, we are introduced to our first sort of ne'er-do-well, basically a bag man. I think this guy, he was in a show called uh, Terriers on FX that I really liked. Had like one season. I think this guy was on True Blood also. But he get, yeah, he gets a random phone call and starts tracking Jack Reacher. So while Reacher is investigating this thing, this guy is sort of following Reacher around. Does, does Richard know this? No. I don't okay. think Reacher makes him yet. Um, he basically starts to figure out that this whole setup, it's not the ideal shooting situation. Barr's not the best sniper, but he's good enough to know that the, the decisions that he made wouldn't have been the best. Reacher basically realizes, like, if I was on the best place to do this would be on the bridge, 
from the safety of my van. I wouldn't have to worry about my brass. And the thing that sticks out to him is why the fuck would he pay for parking? Also, the thing on the bridge is the sun would be in his back. Yeah. Well, which and, is good. And also, you would have people walking directly towards you. If you're at the parking garage, they're walking left to right. So you constantly have to be adjusting like where you're aiming, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I'm so glad you brought that up. So on this rewatch, the thing that really fucking blew my mind was how long they're down the scope in the camera when the sniper is and the the depth that you get around the scope, like as it's moving, I really got me this time. I was like, man, this looks so fucking good. It's like such a brutal scene, but it's done so well. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, so they sort of, they go to regroup or actually before they regroup, uh, Reacher goes and to the bar, have a drink. This, uh, little feisty towny girl named Sandy shows up. He immediately picks up that she's uh, Sandy. Sandy. Um, something's a little fishy about this. He t- he in um, not so many words. Basically, calls her a, a slut. She's like, "I'm not a whore." He's like, "She inferred whore." I thought she was a slut. These four guys show up, or five guys. Hey, that's our sister. She a good kisser, which is a great line. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Um. They want to go out, take it outside. He's like, pay your bill first. <laughs> Why? You're not going to want to pay it afterwards. It's just it's just incredible setup. We we get this fight outside. He's like, now remember, you wanted this. Like, yeah, I want it. It's five on one. Now nah, it's more like three on one. He start, And this is where you sort of start to see a little bit more of his tactical mind. You know, I've done this enough. I take out the head honcho. Maybe there's two real ballsy guys, but usually the other hangers on, they take off. Really good fight scene. He is not above kicking people in the balls or breaking joints. Um, is there a bone? Because I wrote down, like, I wish there would have been an obvious, just like bone break in this scene. No, they, they're really subtle about it. Like, he, I think he kicks like one or two knees. One of my favorite moves is that there's a guy who's got all his weight on one foot. And Reacher kicks the guy's foot like to 90 degrees to kind of twist his hip and knee. But the guys really sell like the, uh, uh. and the, one of the better parts of it is he's got like one guy by the leg, like ready to just fucking end him. And he like looks and sees that two more guys are still coming. And he's like, really? Like he's, he's so reluctant to just keep beating these guys asses. Um, Ends up beating him up. Cops come quick, and he even calls us out. That's a hell of a response time. What the hell? Yeah. Why would they even care about a bar fight? Like, yeah, it's a good point. Um. Uh, and he had also he went and went to the evidence locker and looked over stuff. So he got to see like the quarter and the gun. There's a little back and forth with him and the detective, like the. De- and it's where they set up like his genius mind where he can fucking remember everything. The guy's like, you didn't even take any pictures or write anything down. Um, you know, what's the difference the of it? Yeah. Like that's this thing that really matters. Not the, you know, not the gun. The quarter is the thing here. Um, He ends up hospitalizing like the whole gang of guys, uh, especially the main guy, Jeb. 
He's bailed out. There's a pretty good scene with him and Roden where he basically says, like, look at the victims. Tell me about the victims. So she goes through each person that is murdered. We have uh, a nanny. And that's the dad that she met with. That's a really uncomfortable scene where guy is sort of suicidal and she ends up running out of there. Oh, I thought it was more like a threat to her because he kind of like hands her the newspaper and then there's just a gun. Yeah. I thought it was more like, yeah, uh, like if you get this guy, you know, off from this uh, charge, then like I'll take care of you essentially. I think you're correct. I think the gun is there as a he's been drinking and was potentially suicidal prior to this. But I think you're right. Like the way he hands her the paper and exposes the gun really sort of sets her off. Um, so there's a nanny. Um, there is a woman who was at the ballpark to buy tickets for her son as like a reward for him being an honor student. Gee, mom, there's thanks. A, there is a businessman and a businesswoman who we come to find out were having an affair. That's why they both were there. They were meeting there. And then the fifth person is our true victim, as we come to find out. This is, uh, what was her name? Odin or Oline? She is the, yeah, yeah, she recently inherited from her dead husband a construction business. So this whole thing was a setup to basically force her out and buy her business, which she was at the last minute refusing to do. Um, Cool scene here where Reacher kind of explains his philosophy on life. You know, looks down at another office building, sees people just in these cubicles. He considers them prisons. You know, how many people, if they got the choice to start over, knowing what they know now, how many people would choose that life versus being like me? One of the things that I love about it, this sort of nomadic vagabond just gets in adventures. And the key thing there is just uh, has a monthly paycheck. Yeah. You, it's, let's not it, let's not take that for granted. It, it's yeah. hard to make a living like that. <laughs> yeah. But the guy did his time. Like he retired and, you know, enjoys it. He lives, you know, he doesn't always sleep in a hotel room. Like the dude will like sleep outside and fucking go a few days without eating. Like, yeah, I get, I mean, it. it he is making a point though of like, I live free. I live how I want. I'm former military the most regimented like yeah possible living situation you could be involved in yeah in the the book i'm reading now he tells a story about so he was like he's a, a major in the military police and he's assigned this new like sergeant who he's like adamant this chick's going to make like e9 like he takes it as a compliment that they sent her to him. And within like two weeks, she's like busting this case wide open. And he like asks her out for a beer. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, there's no regulation that says we can't hang out. Like you're not supposed to, but I know the regulation. So we can't hang out. And I know what, like he knows like exactly what he can stretch. So kind of like what you were saying, he, Benzin. It's like he he has the foundation of like the discipline, the regimen, but knows exactly how to like undercut it and live a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that di- I think that discipline carries over because he knows how to 
live within his means. Like he doesn't ever go crazy. And his life is, I want to go to this place because a blues musician died here. That's just some, like, that's my direction. And what the fuck? Some, like, somebody's being murdered. So now let me help. You know, very rarely is it he has to help. You know, every once in a while there's a story that's like, well, shit, if you don't, we'll murder you now because you got involved. But for the most part, a lot of them, he could just fucking bail and he just does it because he's got nothing better to do. That would be cool if uh, the author put out like a just like one 95 page book where he gets halfway into it. And he's like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Jack Reacher in bailout. (laughs) I don't want to. Just I don't want to do this novella. One. Yeah, <laughs> tired of swimming naked over this thing. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and we could pick it up here a little bit. So he he's convinced it has something to do with the victims. He does not think James Barr did this. What the fuck's going on? It is kind of kind of cool where because they do that scene where the lady's breaking down like these are all the victims, and he puts mm-hmm. together like. Well, if you were going to give flowers to your wife, you wouldn't get them like on the way into work and you'd pick them up after. Yeah. 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 Like the way he rationalized or kind of puts the pieces together to be like, well, actually, these two people were like probably having an affair. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. yeah. And like Dan said, like the whodunit aspect of it is always done really well. Like he, he, the guy plants enough seeds which is nice. Like so I've seen this multiple times. So knowing that the detective is in on it like periodically there's some interesting glances um Yeah, I mean it's the the fact that it all comes down to just a quarter, like that whenever there's like just one weird thing. Um in killing floor it's all about or specifically in the in the series, it's all about fertilizer. Fertilizer is the thing that he's like, that's just too much. And people are like, it's a it's a decent amount. Like that's what they would buy. And he's like, nah, nah. It's for like four episodes. He's like, what the fuck was with all that fertilizer? So by the time he figures it out, people are like, shut the fuck up about fertilizer. But it'll be one little thing that'll that'll like kind of tie him in. So I think around this time we've also seen the the bag man that sort of put on the uh, the bar brawl. He goes to meet the guy that actually committed the snipe attack, and we get our little little hint of our big bad here, Mister Werner Herzog. How did you guys feel about that when you saw him pop up? I think I needed more. Oh. I- I yeah I don't I, I don't disagree. It's a great performance and a great character, but I think it's they made the right decision to to leave you wanting. I think you actually hear him before you see him, and as soon as he speaks, I was like, "Oh shit, it's Warner Herzog." <laughs> I had seen his name pop up, and yeah, I, like, I wish he oh, wasn't shit. in the credits. Yeah, that would be better uh, if they had just left mm-hmm. him out of the uh, out of the opening credits. I do love when the dude shows up and he's like, is that him? Hey, bro, I didn't see you, man. Like, nope. Oh, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. But that's an incredible scene. I don't know about you guys, but I was trying to do Werner Herzog all week. 
it's pretty it's a fun one to do in the car um no fingers right he's got like two fingers he tells stories about uh what's he say when i was in prison in siberia i wore a dead man's coat with a hole in the pocket I chewed off these fingers before the gangrene. I chewed off these to avoid work in the sulfur mine. What would you do to survive? Uh, and basically makes this guy like, hey, I'm either going to kill you or you got to fucking bite your fingers off, it's a good, which is fucking gnarly. It's a good Herzog. It is. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, this scene is crazy, too, though, because he's like, you can like you should bite your fingers off. And the guy mm-hmm. goes to start with thumb. <laughs> that would, oh, yeah. That's what I said, too. I was like, that's the worst goes, one to go for. He's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you got a knife? Did I have a knife in Siberia? It's like, I don't know. Did you? <laughs> yeah. It would help. Yeah. It, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. I didn't believe him. You start with ring finger, bro. Yeah. Start with anything but And thumb. don't start all the way down. Just start on the- Just take a finger now. A little tip, bite your cuticle off. See? Well, and it's like, you could get, you know, two fingers in, and he's like, all right, you've proven yourself. I would hate to have lost my thumb. Like, oh, absolutely. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Amateur. Obviously, the question is, could you do it? No. Just shoot me. I don't, no. I don't think so. Yeah, same way. Um, Kurt Cobain me, baby. Yeah. I was thinking, okay, maybe you put your finger in there and then you punch your jaw. Mm. You know, it'll like, kind of quickly guillotine it. I don't it. think I could bite my own finger off. I think there's a thing where it's like you, your jaw is physically strong enough to bite your finger off, but your brain will n- basically not let not you do let it. You. Yeah. yeah. It's like you can't not breathe. What was the movie where it's like you only... I wore a dead man's coat <laughs> with a hole in the pocket. You only need eight pounds of pressure to rip off a human ear. What was that from? Well, in Jerry Maguire, the kid says <laughs> the human head weighs eight pounds. <laughs> right? Uh, 360 to back to Tom Cruise. Back to Tom Cruise. Yeah. All right, so ultimately... Uh, he loves the 360. Um, uh, Jai Courtney, who I think some people hate, I'm sort of indifferent on, plays you know the main henchman here, the actual sniper from the beginning of the movie. Um, he's sort of the physical antagonist to Jack Reacher throughout this thing. Um, so we had the, the scene with them at the office. She ends up leaving, or no, at this point, he, uh, at the scene in the office, he writes down O-Line's name, right? Like on the post-it, yeah, and, and then has it. her look through some stuff, and then that's when we sort of realize, oh, this is a construction thing. And when Sam watched this with me, too, uh, Roseman Pike has like the post-it in her hands and does like the, oh my God, pray thing, and the way she sells like the shit, I got this post-it. Sam kind of laughed at that, which I thought was good. Isn't um, is this also the part where uh, Jack Reacher's like washing off his blood from his shirt? That's a little later, okay. But they're at the hotel, and mm-hmm. she's like, 
oh my god put a shirt on yeah it's like, like that is my shirt it's like they're discussing like senseless murder and she's basically like mm-hmm. i'm sorry but you're gonna have to put a shirt on this is just too mm-hmm. <laughs> this is getting me too wound up did you guys feel like they just stood so close together throughout this whole movie like he was a definite close talker i was like i don't know if i would i don't talk to people like that i'm a stepper backer like I get the she no? just loves. Yeah, I. Can... Yeah, it's just. Is that a cruise thing, though? Uh, I don't. Yeah, maybe. Okay, it's part of his magnetic charm because you can only see his face. Well, yeah. I just feel like he could lay a turd on the table and tell her to eat it, and she would have. Oh, she was like anything. Having a tough just, time. She was just like, tell me what to do, Daddy. <laughs> like, we could have got a Fifty Shades of Grey sequel with these two. That turd's not a PU. That turd is a Xenu. Show me the way. I was trying to connect it. I'm going to move past that one. There's a type um, of peanut in there that the killer used. See if you can mm-hmm. find it. Um, Choose slow. So... Reacher wants to know a little bit more about Barr's friends, what's going on, like why would he be connected to this? Uh, I think this is where he decides like we need to do a search for gun ranges. That's where he would be. He was a loner. He would go out on weekends. He sort of figures out like, oh, every Saturday he fills up his car and then fills it up again immediately on Sunday. You know, what's where are the ranges in this um what is he like 300 mile range or whatever. Uh, so he goes out to this gun range and who fucking shows up? Robert Duvall. Is this America's greatest actor or what? Uh, that guy was, can, it wasn't John Wayne. Come on, team. <laughs> He's not Clint Eastwood, but nah, you know. Duvall is better than Eastwood, man. I if, fucking love Eastwood, but Duvall's better. If you're saying America's actor, though, I think Eastwood would be. This is an interesting question. How how long has Eastwood been a like in the? Does he have it just by sheer length? Yeah, I think by number of years. But box office, it's Sam Jackson, though, right? That wasn't Treat Williams. <laughs> well, Treat's dead, so it's not fair. Yeah, um, if he would have just lived a little longer, he mm-hmm. could have got there. Still, listeners, nobody has told us we are waiting. Tree Williams alive. We are waiting for you to join our Discord and let us know if Tree Williams is alive. We should start a channel. Um, all right, yeah. So he goes out to this gun range. It is ran by a former Marine, played by Robert Duvall. A little back and forth here. So Dan, you hinted at this. Reacher always introduces himself as Yankee second baseman. That's the thing that he uses. Oh wait, I'm jumping way too far ahead. Fucking missed the car chase and shit. All right. So following the one thing or the sort of pseudo date, uh, he goes to, he wants to figure out where, uh, what's up with Sandy and Jeb. So when he was talking to Sandy in the bar, she said, I work at the auto parts store. And then this was a cool thing with Roden. He's like, take me to the auto parts store. Like, what the fuck do you mean? He's like, well, she said it in a way like if I was from here, I would know it. So when I say the auto parts store, which one do you think of? Oh, 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 O'Reilly's. Auto 
parts. Showing your Midwesternness there, Dan. That's, that's where I'm taking you guys if you fucking tell me to take it to the auto parts store. Hey, the invoice is in the mail, O'Reilly's. That doesn't come free. It's that check, baby. Mm-hmm. I'll stop by mm-hmm. tomorrow and let them know. Um, so she takes him to the auto parts store. What do you know? There's a cool sequence. He walks in, rings the bell. Guy comes from the back. Uh, Sandy here. What do you want with her? Oh, she does. Thank you for answering me. That. Uh, can I talk to her, please? She's on the clock. It's a personal matter. Um, basically just walks in the back, sees her cooking the books or some shit, <laughs> a little back and forth, uh, kind of pseudo threatens her, says, uh, I need to see Jeb, you know, I, yeah, she says, I, I did it for Jeb. You were supposed to be a pervert. Sorry. Um, when Jeb tells you to do something, you do it. He cooks math, yada, yada. He takes her car, super cool, which dude. is Jeb's car. He goes to Jeb's house cool little thing here where he uses like the title or the fucking insurance paperwork to pretend to be a warrant because Jeb's mom's fucking high on meth on the porch mm-hmm. thinks she's knocked out slips in but she makes a call so what? while he's in the go ahead. why doesn't Jeb just buy and sell automobiles because he has like 50 <laughs> classic muscle cars outside of his house that are all in pristine condition there's some well, cool he just, cars in this movie Sandy stealing part by part from the store, I guess. Yeah. Um, pretty incredible scene here. So he's walking through Jeb's house, realizes that obviously Jeb's not here, goes to make a phone call, takes a second, realizes not. This is some fishy about this. Wipes off the phone, goes back into the bathroom and realizes that the shower curtain has been ripped off the um, out of the bathroom. Right as he's about to leave here, though, he's attacked by two guys Billy who Zane. are two fucking doofuses. Um, they go to hit him in the back of the head, but the door jam takes most of the blunt, like force of the bat, but it's enough to knock Reacher into the bathtub. And then there's this great scene of the two guys fighting to get through the door and then taking shots at Reacher and kind of hitting each other. Um, one guy yells like, I got it. Uh and then this guy gets the fucking worst of it because Reacher fucking puts his thumb in the guy's eye, um, See, pushes him in. That's another scene where there should have just been a huge blood spray coming out of that yeah. guy's face. I mean, mm-hmm. PG-13, Cron. I know, Crazy. but it's like, why, we've opened with a sniper segment. Like, let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if there was anything that they had to cut in terms of, you know, like the compromise to get to PG-13. Um, Sandy's pendulous breast. <laughs> Is she pregnant too? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, pretty great Some scene glowing, where he's glowing. He's knockers. got she had. one of the goons on the top of the salon. other goon. And he's using the back of first goon to bash the face of the other goon. Um, but at this, and then, uh, Another one of Jeb's friends shows up with a gun this time. Uh, Reacher quickly disarms the guy. And then with the guy's finger still in the trigger guard, just basically torment or tortures the guy into giving him uh, his car, which I think is like a Chevelle SS. Nice. Um, he had told Sandy to get the fuck out of town. She doesn't listen. So we cut to her at night. 
She's getting ready to go out. She slips out of her apartment, and Jai Courtney comes up and gives her a little like, hey, Sandy, blah, 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 plays up the fact that she probably parties. And then another goon shows up and knocks her out with one punch. And I'm assuming breaking her neck because she's on the ground and Jai Courtney is able to just sort of choke her out by putting his hand over her um, mouth and nose. Um, at Reacher's hotel, the body of Sandy is found as Reacher pulls up. Her body's being loaded up into the ambulance along with the detective who had interviewed, I think, the front desk clerk. It says something like, I'm looking for a guy who could kill somebody in one punch. That's like the one thing that doesn't really carry over from, you know, 6'6 six, six Reacher to 5'6 Tom Cruise. Um, but as Reacher pulls into the parking lot, he realizes he's got to go. You know, the the guy who wrote this was like, I don't know. We should probably take this line out. And Tom Cruise is like, I could kill a guy with one punch. Mm-hmm. Watch. <laughs> he's probably been shown. Right? Like, if that exists, like, if there's, you know, the Kill Bill fucking exploding heart technique, Tom Cruise has figured it out. Yeah. He hired somebody to show him. Anyway, as he's pulling into this parking lot, he realizes that, no, this is a fucking frame. And he takes off. Great car chase. So, as he's running from the cops, he's also fucking with the two guys that are also chasing him, which acts... Like a really great element. No music in this. It's loud. I was jealous of my wife. She was sitting in the better spot. She was like, I'm dying right now. Shut up. Enjoy. This is great. This is cinema. Um, yeah, it's a top five for me. Um, and then because the ending of this thing is incredible. He Okay, some standout things about the car chase. We're gonna talk about the car chase. The car stalls which adds great tension and is very realistic. It wasn't also it was an, what's that? It wasn't supposed to be in there, but he kept it. Okay. He got the it's car my, started. So they were like, yeah, that adds tension. Let's keep that. Okay. Cause it's my understanding that he did most of his stunt driving. All for this. of us. All of okay. It. And they fucking show you, they do some great shots to really show you like that is definitely Tom Cruise. Even if it's some weird wobble, like on the truck crane, like it adds elements to it. Um, he He's not perfect. Like he hits stuff. He bumps things like there's bounce to it. It's not slick, which I really like. And then there's this comedic element of him like turning into the cop and like slamming and then pulling away. And then that ending is basically as he's got enough clearance to just sort of roll down this street. He leaves the car in neutral, steps out, lets the car continue to roll down, and then goes and stands in the middle of a bunch of people waiting for the bus. I think that was my favorite part. Whenever the guy hands him the hat. The guy hands him his hat, and then everybody else kind of steps in front of him. It's like this cool, like, it's the Discovery Channel thing of, like, fucking, I hope the gazelle gets away, but I want the dingo to catch it. But, like, it's... It's like, all right, fuck it. Okay, like, at this point, he's he's done too much. Like, we got to see him win. He hops on the bus with the people, gives his hat back to the old dude. It's fucking great. 
next day, this is what he go or he steals what's her name's car as she's getting pressured from the detective and the DA, like, where is he? Blah, blah, blah. He calls her and says, like, oh, by the way, I stole your car. Then she uses the car. Stole my heart too, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You can have it. Tell me to fucking do something. Use it. It's got to get past this milk heavy titty first. <laughs> Use it as long as you need to. You want some cereal? <laughs> all right. So we get out to the gun range. He introduces himself as a Yankee second baseman. You guys doing all right on time? We need to take a pee break here. I'm good. I'm good. Pee down range. All right. Um, Reacher notices that uh, where normally on the wall there would be like four targets up on the wall, like Hall of Fame, that there is this space. Um, and the former Marine, played by Robert Duvall, who runs the place, is really adamant not to talk about anything. You know, these boys are pretty pretty adamant in their constitutional right. They don't like people asking around. It ultimately comes down to a shoot-off. This guy says, if you can put three in the, three in the center, I'll answer a question for you. Reacher says, can I have one to warm up? And then he gives him just like a fourth cartridge, mm-hmm. and that's it. Just the target, one. the target to saying you've got to put him in the center, it's like there's the center, and then there are two lines around it. Like, it's not a big target, you know? Like, no, and, it is yeah. It is a medium pizza box <laughs> size target. Um, Pretty great scene here, pretty tense. He makes Reacher walk this thing all the way down the range, put it up. I mean, we're talking a few hundred yards. Um, Just a weird little intimate moment or not really intimate, but it's just those two. He's got the alarm warning you like no firing guy down range and Reacher realizes like, shit, I just walked all the way down here. Yeah. And there's this quick little like turn back and even Robert Duvall plays it of like, yeah, I could fucking kill this guy if I wanted. Um, I wonder what it is about that sniper position that he does. He does this like roll into the position. I wanted to ask about that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely noticed it, but I was just, I don't know. I guess it's like, that's probably how they train you for some reason to be like, all right, you start in this position and like the most effective way to get into, you know, shooting is to just roll over, like don't get up Mm -hmm. and waste a bunch of time. Maybe it has to do with sound or movement maybe sound is a good thought but i my thought was like the way that you would roll over like into that position it would be like a natural thing for you so if you tried to lay down in front of the gun you'd be all weird whereas if you're on your back and then you roll into it that position that you find well, maybe maybe you're, you're strongest or something. And you're already in shooting position, so if it happens quicker than yeah, what you're expecting, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, maybe all, all you four H freaks out there. Maybe literally just to avoid a scene where Tom Cruise has to like lower himself and crawl up to the gun because <laughs> that's not going to look cool. Yeah. Maybe he started in the wrong thing, and they were like, "No, you're supposed to be closer to Robert." Tom and he was like okay and just rolled over and they just edited in mid shot all right so he gets the one sight sight shot you know Robert Duvall's got like fucking giant caliber uh, rounds in his ears which is pretty good 
I don't know um, if that would work. Like, I don't think it's as effective as. I think it's a place. throwback. Some three M yellow. I think it's a throwback to the older wars. Like that's what the, they would do for your protection. Yeah, because the armory guys. Yeah, because I for feel the armor guys. Yeah, I feel like you would just have a spent shell, right? So you'd basically just have a thin piece of brass that you've like jammed mm-hmm. into your ear. Is it just a tuning fork? Like would it just like reverberate more right into <laughs> yeah. your ear? I guess it would deaden There's the sound. Yeah, but hey, anyway. don't use Q-tips, but you can use a fucking elephant round. <laughs> Um, what do you know? Reacher puts fucking three in the center. And this guy says, nice to meet you. Good shooting, Jack Reacher. He knew who he was the whole fucking time because he saw this guy shoot 10 years ago. Did you catch that he says, all right, play ball. Play ball as reference to, yeah, I I know that the name is. I know you're lying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, they do a cool little splice in because as Reacher is shooting, he is imagining what bar could be going through in this scenario. So they cut in Jay Courtney kind of walking in behind him mm-hmm. and like crouching as though bar had been in that same position. So Duvall tells him that the best shooter at this range was James Barr. But Reacher knows based on his war record that he's not, he wasn't the best in the military. And whoever did all this shooting was better than Barr. So was there somebody that was like helping Bar out, like actually doing the shooting and making Bar feel cool? So they check a secret camera that Duvall has, not plugged into a block of cheese. Fuck. A real camera. <laughs> a real camera. And this is where they identify Jay Courtney. Um, help me. I, I think we're pretty much to the end here, right? Like they've taken so Despite Reacher saying, hey, do not give this information to your dad because either your dad or the detective are dirty, and I don't trust either of them right now. She still goes to the DA, which is her father. There's a little like, hey, despite what you think of me, I still love you sort of thing. And this is where we're revealed that the detective is actually in on it because he tases her ass in an elevator. Um, Reacher comes back from the gun range and goes to a bar. Goes to call. Go ahead. They kind of do that thing when she's meeting with her dad, though, where it's it's like the movie is trying to convince you that, oh, this is the bad guy. Because yeah. it is kind of mm-hmm. like maybe a little ominous tone under the movie. And then he's saying stuff like, well, if you feel like you're in danger, then we should, you know, get you out of this situation or something. Mm-hmm. Witness yeah. protection. Yeah. It's all it. They do that thing where it is kind of played for could go either way you know like we're not mm-hmm. we're not going to tell you yet so they do an amazing job on the cut uh for the elevator like she gets in the elevator it's super tense as the doors are closing and they wait till the absolute fucking last second for the dude to throw his hand in i it blew me away on this one i was like man they fucking squeeze that it's like when I'm editing the podcast and I can't edit in on a laugh or a fucking breath from one of you two. Like, shit, I gotta like zoom in and clip it just right. Or we all do this thing. That little tick thing before we start. We are not professional broadcasters. All right. All of Dan's farts you gotta edit out. 
I don't <sighs> fart. L- listen here. The fact that we set up another microphone for the farts. Mm-hmm. I don't fart as much as I thought I would fart on this podcast. I'll tell you that. I've thought about that. That's true. It's a shame. Ron and I thought for sure you were going to be farting a lot. So that's hence the microphone, because we at least need the room tone. Mm-hmm. We're going to cut it out. I want Kron's right. old Kron, send me your old mic so I can fart. That mic is fairly sensitive, so mm-hmm. <laughs> special episode of just Dan farts. So you'll probably uh, blow out the innards of it. And <laughs> the fans wanted it. You can hear my it coming through my intestines. Like oh shit, they can bet on it. It'd be our second most popular. Download after Apocalypto for some reason. All right. The rules. You think it's Mel Mel Gibson just downloading it over and over? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, these guys get it. He is the guy (laughs) tweeting me like, dude, do fucking dragged across concrete. Mm -hmm. Come on. Do man man without a face. Do the entire (laughs) Lethal Weapon series. You really are crazy. Um. All right. I almost did uh, the beaver for a puppet movie. And I was like, that's too depressing. You could have done it for mental issues. Yeah, that's true. So many great categories here on the Five Day Rentals podcast. Don't Why are we wasting out. our time talking about fucking Jack Reacher? All right. We're so close. We're at my favorite part of the movie here. Reacher goes to get a beer, thinks he'll call. Roden, but who the fuck answers the phone? I think his name is Charlie. That's the character's name, Jai Courtney. Mm. Uh, hello. Sorry, wrong number. Is this Reacher? Who is this? No, it's uh, Job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've got her here. And if you don't do exactly as I say, we're gonna kill her. I'm calling Let everyone's phone at the same time. <laughs> The most diabolical plan of all time. God, and he succeeds. Goddamn evil genius. What a downer of an ending. Bring me Cyboman. <laughs> Fuck Scientology. I believe in Cyber Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On second thought, I mean to beat you to death and drink your blood from a boot. Why you a think boot? me or, I don't know. It's fucking. That's the best line of the movie, though. You think I'm a hero? I'm not a hero. I'm a drifter with nothing to lose, or nothing better to do. You put me in, or what's he say? You killed that girl to put me in a frame. I mean to beat you to death and drink your blood from a boot. <laughs> so we'll back and forth here. The, and the coolest thing too is every time Jai Cartney like starts to like, I'm gonna beat your like Reacher hangs up on him. And then we'll call him back. It's such a great alpha move here. So at this Should construction site. Should have called him site, collect. That would have been even worse. Oh, brutal. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah, uh, I'll, car- take, I'll take the fucking charges. Yeah. Carrot tops on the line for you. Remember those commercials? Where Carrot Top was calling people? No, he was the 1-800-collect guy for a while. No, nope. nope. I think one eight hundred correct, correct, 
collect really should have just focused on the inmates that were probably using it the most. That's what we're making their money, probably. 1-800-CORRECT is the hotline people call in to tell us that we suck and we've got something wrong. Hit us up, folks. Yeah, leave, mm-hmm. leave us a message. Okay. So the bad guys in this movie are a criminal organization and the construction firm is their front. So they are holding Roden at like a, you know, contractor trailer out at this quarry. Very action movie. Oh, we are going to end in a quarry or a shootout in a warehouse. Uh, Spoiler alert, Reacher season one ends out or ends with a shootout in a warehouse. So, and at one point it is on fire and Reacher still survives. It's incredible. Hey, that's all right. So that book you're reading, he's probably swimming out to a warehouse so he can shoot somebody in it. So he does shoot somebody in a warehouse midway through this. And it's an, an incredible like he's he's with some people, sneaks back into the warehouse, kills the guy, frames him with another gun, leaves, decides, no, I'm going to actually go back, sneaks out later, goes and puts the guy in a, like a trunk. And hides his body in a garage. And at the point of the story I'm at now, nobody's found it yet. And he's like, so, I, you know, my days are numbered because as soon as they find this thing, it's going to break this whole thing open. Sounds like warehouse so fun, man. dangerous I, places. Listen, listen. Reacher might be up there for Batman to me. Like you would like to it, see Batman be played by the character Jack Reacher. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. That's cool. Take that short, Keaton. We're bringing in a 6'6 guy. <laughs> I mean to beat you to death and drink your blood from a bat boot. Mm-hmm. What if they ever show his apartment and it's just got like Superman posters up? Who, Jack, fuck. Jack Reacher's or yeah. Batman's? Jack Reacher's. Werner Herzog is the Joker. <laughs> I'd watch it. When I was in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Give him $20 million. Put him in the musical. I put on the lab coat of a dead doctor. All right. I would rather watch. Because we're going to have to cover. A hole in the pocket. I would rather watch that version of a Joker movie with Warner Herzog. Why so serious? You want to know how I got these scars? The key, I think my keystone is uh, with a hole in the pocket. We should really get a... Try it. You guys should try it. Herzog and Verhoeven on the <laughs> same conversation together. Mm-hmm. They'll do a commentary together. That's, all They'll my, do, that's uh, always my joke. All right. We are so close, dudes. This is going to be a record-setting short episode. It's going to be great. We're at all right. hour 43 right now. Yeah, I'm going to cut this down to 20 minutes. Oh. We're not doing all the plot. <laughs> no, this is for fun. All right. Uh, Reacher enlists the help of Robert Duvall to sort of do Overwatch for him as he is going to, you know, infiltrate this uh, quarry and take out these guys and hopefully save Roden. Uh, cool thing here. Robert Duvall says, like, listen, dude, you're cool, but just because you put three rounds in the center doesn't mean I'm just going to show up and kill a bunch of people for you. Um, Fair point. 
cool thing with like his eye. He's like keeping one eye closed the whole time they're talking because he's saving his night vision. Um, Reacher uses Roden's car. I think she's got a Lexus or a Mercedes. I think it's a Mercedes. Yeah. Um, Sorry, she's I'm notorious a, I'm a car for, guy. So, oh yeah. <laughs> it's just, funny you didn't you didn't call out the Chevelle earlier. Mm-hmm. So only modern you, modern stuff only modern European cars. Mm-hmm. It's a CL five twenty. I mean, eh. ooh, mediocre. She's not doing that great. Well, she's a. It's no seven hundred series or nine. Yeah, that's no, a lease, bro. No G wagon. Mm-hmm. All right, she's got her. She takes her work home with her, so she's got countless banker's boxes full of files. Probably aren't the, allowed to do that. I don't know. She's a defense attorney. She's not a DA or anything. She's probably not got anything that's not public record. Mm-hmm. There might be something in there. Whatever. Anyway, it's this allows Reacher P- to Pinocchio doll in one of those. That's <laughs> oh shit. Dude. <laughs> That's her next case. Mm-hmm. At the Pinocchio's end of revenge the- wouldn't have would have been twenty minutes if Reacher showed up, dude. At, at the end of this movie, the she one just- thing that doesn't make sense is that puppet. <laughs> mm-hmm. She opens a box. It's like, yeah, we just got it in today. Think you can help? I just took on a new client, Vincent Gatto. That's how this should have ended. Mm-hmm. It's a nice tie-in, like, split. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it's the same universe, dude. This is a sequel. I didn't know. <laughs> All right. Um, cool thing. He drives backwards. He uses the backup camera to visualize where he's going. The banker boxes in the back act as sort of a, um, like, has, like, a sandbag effect. Kind of mitigates the, the bullets being fired at him. Um, Robert Duvall only brought him a knife. Like, didn't bring him a gun. Um, so he ends up wrecking the car, but gets out. And then it's done really well, but it's pretty fast. He takes these dudes out. Like, Duvall is just sort of laying down fire, or like ricocheting off stuff to kind of keep the guys hidden. Gives enough room for Reacher to kind of pop in and out of stuff. Um, I think he takes out, what, four guys total? Yeah, and then, it. yeah, and then Jai Courtney is like periodically getting like chased off or like losing his gun or doing whatever. He's got to go back in the trailer and get another gun at one point, which is kind of cool, and get two more guys. So inside the trailer is Werner Herzog, Zek, I think is his name. I forgot that. The prisoner. He's just like chilling in the corner in the dark. And then Roden's being held by gunpoint by the detective. Um, Reacher and Charlie have a one-on-one Reacher really meant what he said He means to kill this fucking guy Throws down his gun and They go hand-to-hand Like Dan said earlier Gives him a fucking lunging knee Twists the dude's arm And then we just get like first-person perspective Of just boot in the face Um, Then the last person left is the detective Outside in the rain He yells about I kind of knew it was you, or I knew you ran on it because that fucking quarter, even I wouldn't have thought about that shit. And then, as we know, Reacher's a great shot, dives into the trailer and takes him out. Oh, no, sorry. Goes to the wrong trailer, 
Then there's a realization that there's actually a second trailer in another quarry and then uses the fucking dump truck as a diversion. Uh, turns out Duvall is driving the dump truck. And this is the part that reminded me of my dad when he yells like, sucker, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, he takes out the detective. And then it's finally him, Roden, and Zek. And Reacher immediately pegs this guy like this is a fucking guy that will do anything to fucking survive like <laughs> just one look at this guy and Zek goes on like yeah I'm not going to jail like nobody's gonna fucking believe you you're a fucking crazy drifter I'm just an old man sucked into a situation what the fuck so while Roden's on the phone Reacher's just like yeah you're right <laughs> and just fucking shoots this dude point blank Um, two of them slip out They say goodbye to Robert Duvall. We sort of end with the voiceover of, um, or Roden goes to then talk to Barr, who's woken up from his coma. She basically asks Barr, like, what do you remember? He says, I don't remember shit. But if they said I did it, I probably did because I did something bad before. As a way to sort of test this, she says, you know this place. If you did do this, how would you do it? And he says, I'd probably do it from the bridge in my van, sun to my back, wouldn't have to collect my brass, and I wouldn't have to pay for parking. And the DA is sitting there watching the whole time like, oh, fuck, okay. So not only do we have this criminal organization that Reacher uncovered, but this guy is, you know, proved innocent by Reacher's theory coming true. And final little thing of where is Reacher? Who knows? He's out there. Him on a Greyhound bus. I think it's a great ending. There's like some shitty couple and the dude's being verbally and physically abusive. And the last shot of the movie is Reacher just getting up to walk to the back to give this kid a what for. Directed and written by Christopher McQuarrie. 2012. Jack Reacher. Five-star banger for Bones. Guys, I'm going to give you 3.5 each. You're giving us a 3.5? That would be my guess on what you guys would rate this. Uh, Yeah, that's where I'd be. 3.5. Like, I think this movie is good. Um, You do get... I mean, I, I feel like it all kind of builds up to the chase. Like, that's the biggest kind of action set piece um i will say at the end in the quarry fight there is a crazy scene where Cruz hits a guy in the head with a rock which looks pretty brutal oh yeah yeah um but yeah i don't know it is kind of the like pg-13 of it all and uh just kind of like i think they wanted to do a little bit more with the action but probably had to tame it back a little bit um and I don't know, it's more more than anything, to me, this movie was just kind of like, yeah, Tom Cruise was cool then, and he's still cool now. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> doing cool action. Um, I don't know, I've certainly liked some of the other Cruise things I've seen recently. Um, definitely, I like I like Maverick more than I like this movie. Um, but, I don't know, I mean, this was fun, it was entertaining, definitely wasn't bummed out that I watched it. I did look up the sequel, which is called uh, 
never go back. Really missed an opportunity for Jack Reacher 2 out of reach. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I mean, yeah, 3, 3.5 is fair. It's a good action movie. It, you know, it was fun, but definitely some other crew stuff I would put above this. And you're saying as good as Lawnmower Man. Yeah, I gave Lawnmower okay. Man a 3.5. Uh, yeah, they, they equal movies, dude. All right. Dan? Uh, at the time of our five-star banger review for Jack Reacher, it sits at a 3.1. And yeah, I think, I think I'm at a 3.0. I mean, oh. I'm not mad that oh. I watched it. Uh, hey, that, oh, same score good. you gave uh, Lawnmower, Lawnmower Man. Man. <laughs> yeah, they got some good action. It's got some good fights. The car scene's great. The sound design is fucking fantastic on this movie. Um, and I really like some of the shots uh, that the director got there. I really like the shot uh, at the end there when he kind of leans down through and it's kind of his eye through her hair and the chair there. I thought that was really mm-hmm. good. But I mean, I don't know, maybe I, I just, I feel like we needed a little more, one more action thing. I don't know. Or maybe a longer shootout in the quarry or something. But yeah, I mean. Or just more yeah. hot pregnant women. I mean. Hot, more, more hot pregnant women with gorgeous breasts. But, uh, like I said, some of the performances were a little stiff. I didn't think uh, Rosamund Pike. I didn't. I didn't think she did that great. Uh, maybe. Maybe I just don't like her as an actress. But I don't know. I felt the same way with like Gone Girl. Like, Do you think it's an uh, accent thing? I don't know. She did all right in uh, what was that boring? Uh, cowboy movie with Christian Bale where he's with the Indians the natives I want to say savages but I don't think that's right is it savages I don't know she was in there I thought she did all right in that flick let me look let me confirm this thing is Roseman Pike uh Sandy no No. she's Roden oh okay she's the DA's daughter I thought the Sandy, I thought the Sandy stuff was kind of the weakest of them, like that plot line. But I guess that's how it's you like get the car that gets you to the chase. So I did read a letterbox review. Hostiles, today. hostiles. Yeah, I did uh, read a letterbox review today that I thought was funny. Like uh, <laughs> the review was, yeah, I'm pretty sure I rented this in 1996. <laughs> I was like, I could see that. A kind of run of the mill action movie but done in a good way that's why it's a three for me oh man but it doesn't matter because this is a five-star banger for you that's that's what we're here for yeah but i liked it i mean you guys picked fucking american werewolf in london and sorcerer you know like i could have brought something i guess a little bit well, I mean, I can reveal the next one this, we're going to do. This I should have just fucking saved for a regular episode. I started this be- one because I thought that was like the most 
left field one you had on the five star list. I was like, oh, I was like, I know Bones always talks about Jack Reacher, and I've never seen it. Yeah. So, I think it's just a solid movie. They don't really make these like that. So the '96 thing, like I take as kind of a compliment. Like '90s are action. Oh man, that's my. I mean, it's got action. It's got suspense. It's also very much a dad movie. Yeah. Mm Because there's not there's not really any fucking romance. This is the perfect. They're so platonic with each other. They hint at it, and then she leaves. You know, (laughs) he locks the door. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a perfect like TBS. Like it's always going to be on there. You take that back. This is a TNT movie, uh, buddy. TNT owned by the same fucking people, I think. Right? Yeah, but there's a there's a, <laughs> a lawnmower man is a TBS movie. This is a TNT movie. I wasn't mad at it. I enjoyed it. It could have been a little shorter, I thought, but. And I think the PG-13 thing kind of hurt it a little, I think. Yeah, you got to get to that hour 50 lawnmower main runtime. <laughs> now, hey, I'll be with, I'll be honest. I would love an R version of this. Absolutely. Where he got to be a little bit more brutal. Yeah. Like, throw a fucking bone break in there. Let me see his fucking eye ripped out. People actually speaking the way people would speak in this situation. I Yeah. I I'm I am there with you, but I also understand that it's fucking paramount and they put a hundred million dollars into it. Well so. I think it's Cruz too though. I think Cruz would like it would have to be the rare thing to come along to make him do an R rated movie at this point. Yeah. I think he just feels like he's such a you know Yeah. Like a all American kinda I think attraction. maybe if he didn't if have Mission Impossible, maybe this would be like way bigger. The guy does have a lot of series, like yeah. Or I think I think he likes that because he can. It gives him a foundation to play and do other stuff. So yeah, like him playing Ethan Hunt, him. he can. I think it kind of hurts it though because they're like, well, I've already watched. I just watched Mission Impossible. Five or whatever was coming out and at that time. Right, but Stallone's got Rambo and Rocky. Like, one doesn't hurt the other. He could do... Those are different characters, yeah, though. Those are, like, Jack Reacher is kind of almost jobs. the same as... Ethan. Not, I mean... There's I a There's a bit of a difference, but I will, I will, I will admit that Jack Reacher and Ethan Hunt are closer than... Rambo. Rambo and in the quadrant of intelligence, though, on that one side. Hey. <laughs> hey. You're saying this is a real thought out character. I'm a smart you know? guy. I'm real deep, you know. All right. It's fine. I think it's a five star movie. I think more people That's should watch it. That doesn't necessarily mean that uh, other people are going to think that it's a three star movie. Other people are going to watch it and they're going to be like, this is a four star, 4.5. We got, probably got another Punisher Warzone on our hands. Oh, great. I mean, Dan and I are close to the average. Like, we're not. Yes, I know. I know. I just, I, it's a bummer because I want more movies like this and they don't make them like this. They make shitty knockoff, like, 
quick things like this for Amazon or Netflix now or the geezer teasers. Like that's the market for these now. And it's a bummer that you can't go watch a $100 million Hollywood. And I, again, agree, an R-rated action movie in a movie theater anymore. It's so rare. And it's one of the reasons like I think Maverick was such – like it's PG-13, but – that is legit a movie that you don't get to go see anymore. So, I mean, estimated sixty million dollar budget. They said in the behind the scenes, one hundred and twenty. Damn, that's way off. Because the guy was like, Paramount was like pretty adamant, like if you're going to spend one hundred twenty million dollars, like we want to see it, and that could have been marketing and everything else. What were you going to say, Cron? Oh, I was just going to say I am with you on like I would I would happily take. 20 more of this movie over, uh, you know, whatever Marvel's got coming down the yeah. like for the next three years. But it's the same amount though. of time where they're going to cover 20 movies. Mm-hmm. But cool. if you, you, you can make this type of movie without Tom Cruise, you don't need to put somebody who's going to take $15 million. Yeah, but they're going to grab Chris Pratt. I think Tom Cruise is... That's going to wear out. Tom Cruise is the only way that a movie like this gets made now, is that kind of star power being attached to it. it You're not wrong. 218 million. The bummer is we don't have anybody coming up behind him. Like, Pratt's going to peter out. You got guys like Chris Evans who just are like, I'm tired of this already. I did seven Captain America movies. I'm tired. I made my money. Like, Chris Helmsworth just wants to be a comedian, you know? Or is like, I'm a computer programmer, but I'm a fucking sexy computer programmer. Like, they can can't... use a gun. Yeah. Bale is like fucking crazy and underused and shit. So it's like, there is no. I guess I'll do it. All right. I guess fine. I'll do it. Call me up. Yeah. I can do a. You're going to twist my arm I, here. I mean, I could do a half ass Werner Herzog on a talk show. All right. I'll, it'll be all right. I'll do Paul Verhoeven on the commentary. It'll be great. That was Jack Reacher from 2012. Dan, normally we would do an after showers and we would say blah, blah, blah. Do you want to go ahead and Kron's dicking around? So while he's doing that, Dan. I'm trying to show his dick to us. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. Watching. It's gotten bigger We've already since revealed. last week. <laughs> we're doing. Well, come on, man. We're, you got that we're summer so dick going, man. Ooh. Uh, I think everybody has summer dick right now. It's 110 degrees mm-hmm. everywhere. I'm not I'm not getting my dick out in that heat. It's going to get sunburned. Yeah. Shriveled like a raisin. All right. We are doing Greasy Strangler next week, right? Yeah. Uh, our new category is Greasy, Grimy, and Slimy. And our first movie up is The Greasy Strangler. Um, gentlemen, good luck. Bones, have you started it? No. Good luck. <laughs> Do you 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 guys want to know that that was one of the reasons I brought up like Jack oh, Reacher? Uh, I was I, like, I'm not in a rush to do this. I don't want to watch Greasy Strangler. So let me bring yeah. myself real high with with a five star banger, and then I'll bring myself down. I said Bones is definitely delaying on Greasy Strangler, and I said the most beautiful thing is he has to watch it twice. I don't have to. Yeah. I watched. You do. No. I didn't even you watch Jack Reacher. I've seen it so many times. Yeah, I didn't watch it. 
I just watched the behind the scenes yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a lion. You said your wife watched it. That's the truth. Yeah, that's right. You guys have still yet to figure out the movie that I did not watch for this podcast. Um, you didn't watch one of our movies? Mm-hmm. Totally faked it the whole way. Tremors. Did, did you really? No, I'm just fucking with you. Or am I? The lawnmower man? <laughs> Dan, do you feel comfortable right now announcing what would be our next five-star banger? Oh, do you feel definitely. comfortable putting that in concrete? Oh, yeah. All right. What do people have to look forward to in 16 to 18 weeks? Now, have we decided that after the nine films, we're going to do a review and a five-star banger? Or I think we should. I think for the sake of our own sanity, we should do that. Unless there's a like a... Well, I guess we can insert a two-day anytime. A two-day can be... Yeah, you can insert two whenever you want. Um, yeah, then the Thanks, next movie up for five With stars... in the pocket. <laughs> will not be a, uh, one of his movies. It's going to be a movie directed by Mr. Walter Hill, and it is The Warriors. Ooh. Hey. So... Come out and play, dude. Look forward to that in 10, 11 episodes. I don't... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, this will give people ample time to watch The Warriors. Mm -hmm. Because you know how we pick movies that people have never seen before? I mean, half of them will probably be, what the fuck is The Warriors? Yeah, that's the bummer. All right. Yeah, first appearance uh, Walter Hill, yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't know. First, I said Grammy. first appearance. No, I'm saying we'll see. Yeah, we can. Maybe he made a maybe he made a grimy or slimy movie. I mean, Warriors is a pretty grimy movie. Mm-hmm. All right, dudes. So yeah, join us next week for the Greasy Strangler. Get ready to be disgusted and and fucking dance and have a great time with that. You know what? You guys are going to fucking love it. All right. You're going to come on and you're, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Do you want to know what it is? It's, it, did you ever watch like uh, on YouTube, like uh, the guy who's like rack ball, rack ball. It's basically like you're watching that that video for an hour and a half. You're talking that about doesn't sound familiar, one, but it. You're talking about one part. Well, it's just that's the kind of tone. The tone of the movie is a YouTube video that you have to watch for an hour and a half. I assumed it was like a Tim and Eric sketch on meth or something like. From what I got of it, it's that kind of comedy. I would say. You think this is a comedy? You know how Tim and Eric works really well uh, in 10 minute long episodes? <laughs> yeah. It's an hour and a half movie. Did Dan just reveal so much about himself by saying, you think that's a comedy? How would you describe thought, it, Dan? I thought this was a how-to guide. You'll find out next week. This is a self-help documentary. All right. Seriously, get the fuck out of here. Crash and burn. Crash and burn.
can't be a stud if you don't eat your grub. It's not a deer, because I don't think a deer would jump. I think the camera would catch the deer. It has to be like a raccoon or something.